Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ahead of round one of the fantasy playoffs otherwise known as week 15 all of them you can find later on in the description down below in hayden's rankings we'll start with josh allen against the dallas cowboys at home jalen hurts at the seattle seahawks and we'll cut off at three hayden because we have brock purdy at the arizona cardinals a man who was drafted much much later than the four people surrounding him on this list so with Josh Allen, they are favored over the Dallas Cowboys. They're just awesome on offense right now. They're fourth in EPA through the air. They're third in EPA on the ground right now. They're still very aggressive in all formats. Josh Allen, I think in close games, in important games like this one to get in the playoffs, I do think he's going to run a lot more. So that was the deciding factor for me, putting him ahead of Jalen Hurts. And also the team total is higher for Buffalo. Yeah, you remember when we theorized and even the coaches were basically outlining due to, you know, the pieces added around him that, oh, we wouldn't get rushing production from Josh Allen uh, as often. He has now rushed for a touchdown in eight of his past 10 games. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Buffalo has scored, despite where their standings might be throughout the entire NFL this year, just the playoff picture. They've scored on 42.6% of their drives. That's fifth in the NFL. And they're actually second in the league, Hayden, converting 48.8% of their third downs. Mm -hmm. Damn. Okay. Talking about Jalen Hurts at the Seattle Seahawks, because we basically got the lowest performance we've seen from Jalen Hurts, I don't know, in the last two seasons last year. Yes, we did. I'm hoping that Lane Johnson plays better. I hope that Jalen Hurts continues to get a little bit healthier as we progress. But I don't think the Seattle defense is as good as I was hoping it was going to be because they were returning a bunch of players a couple months ago. And since then, they've just had nothing. I've seen Bobby Wagner get exposed. I've seen Jamal Adams get exposed, not even on the football field, but off the football field on Twitter as well. And I just think that it's a good matchup to pick apart. I think a pretty weak middle of the field for Seattle. And obviously uh, the Eagles have the weapons to get it done there. The team total is up again, up to 26 mm -hmm. points almost here. And it's just been Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts as the clear one, two in fantasy rankings for the entire season. Yeah. Seattle last two weeks, despite all the talent that they've had, allowed 28.3 points to Dak Prescott and 21.4 points to Brock Purdy. And mm -hmm. among ranking quarterbacks in terms of fantasy land, Jalen Hurts absolutely belongs when mentioning those names. Okay, now let's go to BP, Brock Purdy. This is, again, on the road at the Arizona Cardinals. Almost 31 projected points here for the 49ers. 13.5-point uh, road favorites yeah. in this game. And Hayden, he is averaging a cool 315 passing yards over his past six games. The Cardinals are not good on defense. You don't need me to tell you that, but they are 31st in passing EPA, and uh, they just place a linebacker and a defensive tackle, both starters on injured reserve on top of it. So the question is not how many touchdowns the 49ers are going to score, is who's scoring them? Is it going to be Christian McCaffrey or Brock Purdy? I'm willing to roll the dice with that game because they are projected for 31 points. Uh, just to show you guys where the team totals are 
on the week. It is the 49ers completely by themselves. Uh, number one, uh, no surprise. No surprise at all. Um, four top six scoring quarterback weeks over his last six starts. And we know that at times when this 49ers team has taken a step back, it's when they've been pressured, namely when obviously Trent Williams was missing. He's definitely been back in there. Arizona is 31st in terms of pressure rate this season among all defenses across the league. Just quick reflection in the mirror moment with Brock Purdy. This team felt extremely confident and made it known that he would be there like at the start of training camp or at least by the beginning of week one. And we still didn't treat that enough in drafts this offseason because in its simplest form and with how they discussed Trey Lance and albeit bringing in Sam Darnold, we could have realized and theorized, oh, this team is loaded at all the spots. They have the best play caller in the NFL. Maybe we'd want to take their quarterback ahead of, I don't know, quarterback 26 at points this offseason. Right. It was a smash play. He's obviously advanced a ton in the best ball playoffs. The entire team is healthy right now. And I just wanted to reiterate this. You see the 49ers like hang on like the top 10 in neutral pass rate. We never saw that with Jimmy G. Like typically when I would pull up these charts back in that era, they were like 30th, 26th, kind of hanging the bottom. Now they're top 10. It's because they trust Brock Purdy to make the right throws. Okay. Let's clean out this top tier. Again, these are all the quarterbacks that could finish in Hayden's eyes as the number one quarterback this week. And the next is Lamar Jackson, who disappointed fantasy players earlier this season. But he now has seven passing touchdowns over his past four games after nine passing touchdowns over his opening nine games. That's a big switch, Hayden. And he faced off against the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road this week. He was so awesome to watch last week and hate to burst your bubble. But now I have Lamar Jackson as my quarterback three ahead of Brock Purdy. Because I'm looking into the injury report right now, the pass funnel Jaguars, we've already heard the defense coordinator say we want to we want the teams to stop running the ball and pass the ball. Well, Lamar Jackson's found explosive plays from both Odell Beckham, kind of improvised plays, which is nice to see that they have some comfort and that Odell Beckham has like some yards after the catch ability. Obviously, Zay Flowers has stepped up, Isaiah likely after the catch. But right now, Jacksonville's defense Andre Cisco, a pretty underrated safety, and then one of their corners, Tyson Campbell. Both of those guys have not practiced as well. So if you're going to dare me to use Lamar Jackson through the air on top of all the rushing he he provides, and you're going to be injured in the secondary, and you haven't been very good already rushing the passer, Lamar Jackson, let's get let's get this thing going. I know it's been inconsistent the entire year, but the upside is so obviously there. Okay, let's close out this top five with Dak Prescott on the road. I mean, a lot of these quarterbacks on the road. Um, against the Buffalo Bills. Dallas has scored more points in their implied team total in seven straight games. Uh, that's the longest streak in the NFL. Hayden, they're implied for and projected for 24 points in this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that there's a chance that this one could be a shootout. Buffalo's been holding on kind of their defense. I think they're fairly well coached on that side of the ball, but they are still just so injured, and Dak Prescott is playing out of his mind. Just to recap, we have Tredavious White, Matt Milano, Daquan Jones as a defensive tackle. They're all on injured reserve. Kyrie Elam might come off of injured reserve. That's a corner. But AJ Epinesa, Micah Hyde, those are two guys that have not practiced this week. I mean, that's that's five or six like plus level starters all on the injury report. And meanwhile, Dak Prescott has been dicing up everybody. So I think that the Bills can score on the Cowboys. I know for a fact the Cowboys could score on Buffalo. So this, to me, is the correct tier break. Okay, it's taken us seven minutes, but here are your first Rich Rebar stats from the worksheet. Of the week, the Cowboys have converted a league high 49% of their third downs. I mean, think about that. 
Every single third down you're facing, you're basically converting it half the time. That's nutso stuff. They've also outscored opponents by 66 points in fourth quarters this season. By far the largest margin in the NFL, 114 to 48. And as we all know, Dak Prescott has now thrown multiple touchdown passes in just a cool seven straight games. Meanwhile, the Buffalo defense has allowed multiple passing touchdowns in five of their past eight games. So it's pretty good. And as you said, like, we're going to them as underdogs here. When was the last time we got the Cowboys as an underdog? I know. You know, they have to might have to push the pedal to the floor. I absolutely yep. love it. Okay. That does it for tier one. As you might realize, this show is live this week. Producer Weaves has the flu on the mend. We want he to deserves a, a break. break. <laughs> yeah. We want to give him a bit of a break. We also want to get you guys involved. So since the show is a bit different, at the end, maybe the final 15 or 20 minutes, we'll answer all your questions. Um, they can be on any position, not just about quarterbacks. And tight ends. So just wait and be patient until that moment. But since we also have, you know, three Saturday games, uh, this can be a little bit of a Q&A ahead of time. But we'll get Good. through these positions first. Okay. Next, Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a big rebound in fantasy football. And we've praised Matthew Stafford's play all season long. You like to use the word eruption spot. I would say that's the case here against the Washington Commanders at home. Almost 28 implied points by the Rams this week. Second highest team total on the week. The commanders stink. They're the worst team uh, against fantasy quarterbacks and passing EPA. They've been a mess since trading Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Now they've added Jameen Davis, a linebacker on injured reserve as well. You broke down the tape with Matthew Stafford. I did so on Twitter as well. This dude's playing out of his mind. And Puka looks awesome. Cooper Cup had a nice rebound spot. Maybe they're going to get Tyler Higby back. And I think they can win through the air and then let Kyron Williams run out the clock in this one. But this is just Sean McVay in his bag. I called it that they were going to be playing Madden. I wish we had Cooper Cup healthy the entire year, but we are closing in on the Rams on an absolute heater. And they are starting to get the respect in the betting markets. Second highest team total on the week going into week 15 with everyone available. Uh, That's pretty sick. Yep. And if we can just focus in on explosive plays. The commanders are allowing three passing plays of 20 or more yards per game this season. That's 30th in the league. Wow. The Rams are averaging four passing plays of 20 or more yards per game. That is fourth in the league. Yeah. Let's get down the field. Maybe a 2-2 Atwell. Interesting spot, but not holding my breath here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he didn't, did not I, like Isn't he hurt? 2 <laughs> might blow away in the wind. He, he truly might. Okay. Think about all those six names that we just talked about. And that means Patrick Mahomes is at the quarterback seven. He's on the road against the New England Patriots. They are nine and a half point favorites in this game. Hayden, I know it's not at home, but typically this is where the formula comes into play. You know, 23 points expect to win by nine and a half. Uh, Not in the case here for PM. Well, that's your formula. My formula is just team total. And the 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 Chiefs team total is only at 23 points, which is lower than all the teams that we just went through. Patrick Mahomes on the course of the season, quarterback eight kind of on average. And obviously, New England has been very good, uh, definitely on the ground, but also they're holding fantasy quarterbacks to the fourth fewest points allowed. So it's just I wish he had more weapons, but he just doesn't right now. And you can see him getting frustrated. You saw that, obviously. Uh, after the game, but this is a, a good Patriots team. I have I went back just to see where Mahomes and Kelsey ranked against New England. They haven't played them in so many years that I'm just kind of sticking with New England. I know they're injured, but this team's still holding opposing offenses down. Patrick Mahomes has not been a top 12 scorer in three of his past four games. 
Yeah, no. And four of his past six, Aiden. Could we have just DeAndre Hopkins, Odell? I mean, anybody and this offseason would have been helpful. On that point, Tua is the only quarterback to reach 20 passing points in a game against New England this season. And that's like been this Patriots defense without Christian Gonzalez, without Matt Judon, without Jones. You know, like it's it's a lot of different pieces that they've been missing. I think a part of it, too, is New England can't score. Yeah. So if you've gotten to 17 points, you can start taking your foot off the gas. Okay, next. Right after Patrick Mahomes is Jordan Love off of, let's say, an early season-like performance from Jordan Love. This week, he gets the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That has been a get-right spot for many quarterbacks this season. That Bucks defense just allowed the quarterback two overall scoring week to Desmond Ritter with 25 points. Um, what do you think about Jordan Love this week? Lots of injuries to go through. On the Bucks side, Carlton Davis hasn't practiced. Vita Vea, that's a defensive tackle. We have William Golston, Devin White, Ryan Neal. That's literally starters from every single layer of the Bucks defense. Obviously, this has been a pass funnel for years. So hopefully Jordan Love could be a little bit more accurate on this one. And hopefully he gets a couple of his guys back. Uh, it doesn't seem like Christian Watson's going to play. A.J. Dillon's dealing with a, a broken thumb at this point. They're hoping to get Aaron Jones back. I think all of that is a fair battle considering how banged up the Bucks are on defense. And the team total for Green Bay is at 22 points, which, which is slightly above average. Yeah. I mean, there have been some massive games that this Bucks defense has given up to quarterbacks. And it hasn't been all the ones you're expecting it to. I mean, I think they've allowed five different quarterbacks to finish as top three scores at the position so far. Wow. Yeah. Next. Jared Goff. I'm not sure if I agree with you on this one. Um, Reeves had some really good numbers in his worksheet. This is against the Denver Broncos, a Broncos defense that has really turned things around. But your team totals certainly dictate a top 10 ranking. They're projected for 26 points. They're back at home. Jared Goff can sleep in his own bed. He doesn't have to worry about his tiny hands. He's not going to be wearing uh, sweatsuits under his pads in this one. Broncos defense, I'm sure that the Reeves notes are just selling this team as a very good defense. They are missing starters at linebacker and at safety right now. And this team has the weapons to compete over the middle. So I'm just going to stick with the team total. Obviously, we're going to have great rankings with David Montgomery and Jameer yep. Gibbs because the team total and because the Broncos run defense is so bad. But when the team total is this high, it's just hard to rank them as low as what maybe someone like Reeves has it as. Hayden mentioned the Dave Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs rankings that are already is on the page on the channel. So go and watch the running back rankings and tier show. If you've missed it, it's up there every single week. Then we do wide receivers on Fridays. Um, this Broncos defense has really turned it around again, citing the worksheet here. The Broncos have not allowed a top 12 score at the quarterback position since week six. That includes facing Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, CJ Stroud. And over those past nine games, Denver has allowed a league low seven passing touchdowns. That's mm -hmm. not so stuff. Mm -hmm. It is not so stuff. Also, we have to check in uh, Taylor Decker, the left tackle. He hasn't practiced. Frank Ragno didn't play right. last week. That's their center. He was limited in practice. So if those two guys are both out, I will have to probably slide him down a few spots, assuming the team total goes down with that. So yeah, it's we'll see if that trend continues. I, I think that defense can be pretty fluky back and forth. And the Lions at home for the last like two years have been absolutely oh, yeah. phenomenal. I mean, and if we can just take indoors versus outdoors with Jared Goff, indoors, 
He's completed nearly 70% of his passes for 8.1 yards per attempt, 16 mm-hmm. touchdowns compared to six interceptions. Yeah. Like lots of big weeks indoors, lots of down weeks outdoors. Yeah. These trends are hard to, to parse <laughs> through. I, I'm going to stick with the ones of just Dan Campbell at home. Okay. Tua Tungavailoa is, I believe, your quarterback 10 on the week. This is against the New York Jets defense. They're still at home. Weather could be a factor. Let's uh, check in here the morning before the game. But what do you think about this Tua Tungavailoa-led offense, which is actually missing a number of pieces? We know Connor Williams was placed in IR this week. Isaiah Wynn, I believe, is doubtful to play. Teron Armstead, Robert Hunt did not play this past week as well. Yeah, Liam Eichenberg on top of that. He was on the injury report. Devon Achan has not practiced. It seems like he's very questionable to play. The wind factor is supposed to be like 20 to 30 mile per hour winds. I've seen some sharp people in the betting community say that the way that the the stadium's constructed is that it actually prevents a lot of the wind. We shall see. I need Tyreek Hill to be healthy. I need Jalen Waddle to be healthy. But even if they are, the Jets are just phenomenal against quarterbacks and wide receiver. They're third best team against quarterbacks. Obviously, the Jets offense is very bad. So you don't have to go crazy against them on top of it. So Rightfully so. This is a complete reset in the rankings for for Tua. The team total is now at under 24 points. For many weeks in a row, that's been all the way up to 30. So this is a, a definitely more of a slightly above average offense and one that has been prioritizing Raheem Mostert as well. Yeah, two more notes from Rich Rebar. The first, and something has to give here, the Jets have allowed just two passing plays per game of 20 or more yards. That's the fewest in the NFL this season. Yeah. And then they're also allowing a league low 254 yards per game over that span since week eight. Dang. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay. One last name here in the lock them in section, which means lock them in to your lineups because there's a gap afterwards. Justin Fields. This is at the Cleveland Browns. The total is not nice. They're underdogs. They're facing the Browns defense. But Hayden, what we are getting from Justin Fields, which gives him a nice floor and even a ceiling each week, is the rushing. I mean, this past week, 12 times for 58 yards and a touchdown. So right before we went live, I saw that DJ Moore is at least limited in practice. He was uh, a DNP on Wednesday. So let's move field at least ahead of Tua for now. There are lots of injuries to go through with this one. The Browns defense, it seems like they're going to get Denzel Ward back. Miles Garrett had a phenomenal game last week. Not really worried about his injury, but Juan Thornhill, an edge rusher, a defensive tackle. They've all been, uh, uh, on the injury report, they just placed Grant Delpit. That's a corner on injured reserve. Maurice Hurst, a defensive tackle. He's been on injured reserve. So this Browns defense, obviously, I'll pull up the charts right now, is extremely good. But they are also fairly injured. That said, this is a very tough spot to go into Cleveland for this one. The betting markets do not like the Bears' chances, only at 17 projected points. Obviously, he's been phenomenal throwing the ball to DJ Moore, his rushing ability, keeps him alive even in the bad matchups. But Justin Fields versus pressure has been something to monitor throughout his entire career. We have seen, I mean, I can go back to, you know, Lamar Jackson against this Browns defense. Is it Joshua Dobbs against this Browns defense? There was another mobile quarterback that did some damage against the Browns too. Like Mm -hmm. this, they're a bit susceptible to the freestyle-esque ness of these players. And while it doesn't seem like a lot, they are 24th in rushing points allowed per game two quarterbacks this season and obviously justin fields is like top three mm-hmm. in that area yeah. if not top two if dj Moore's not fully healthy which i'm I'm sure he is and there's being being limited or just taking it as 
one day at a time. That's a huge deal. Like this team does not have many other ex- explosive players. Yeah. Quarterbacks also have five rushing touchdowns against the Browns this year. All right. Okay. I only made this third tier two players because I think there's another tier after this. Okay. Does that make it, sense? I know I we're like about it. moving things live, even though I refresh your rankings five minutes before we get started. Um, but let me know if you want to add more to this list and we can okay. do it even more live. The first one is Russell Wilson and the man is running hot. Let's put it that way. And interestingly, if they score the Broncos, that is they are seven and one when scoring first and zero and five when the opposition scores first. Um, this is a hit or miss offense. It feels like at times. And while he hasn't had huge spike weeks, Russell Wilson's kind of find the steady area because he is throwing touchdowns on a weekly basis. The touchdowns have just been phenomenal for him. We'll see if that's going to ride hot once again. The Lions are completely decimated by injuries. It sounds like there's a chance Chauncey Gardner-Johnson could return this week, but it sounds like maybe he's one more week away. They just put Aline McNeil, a defensive tackle, on injured reserve. There's just not many talented players on the Lions right now. I think that the Lions are going to be able to move the ball on the Broncos' defense, so I do think that Russell Wilson has a chance to pop off once again and maybe a little bit more of a shootout than we're expecting. If Jerry Judy can get his feet in, that would be helpful yes. as well. But Russell Wilson's kind of been this like upside uh, quarterback to range for the entire year, even though they've been pretty balanced. There was one note, though, I had. I don't know why this is. The Broncos are right now fourth in neutral pass rate over the last month. That was not the case early on. I don't think that's necessarily sticky, but the Lions are kind of a pass funnel just because they're 26 in passing EPA. So maybe they throw the ball a little bit more than what we saw earlier in the season. Could that be in response to the Broncos being 31st in the league in terms of possessions that failed to gain a first down or a touchdown? We just have to air it out <laughs> later on. Just try, just try to force it. Just yeah. try to force it. I mean, like you said, he's been hovering around that quarterback 10 to quarterback 17 range in eight of his past nine games. And then the one time he didn't throw a touchdown, I believe was against Kansas City Chiefs and he finished as the quarterback 26. Yep. So, okay. The other name I had in here was Sam Howell. I mean, again, high variance Ness more than any other quarterback we've seen this season in his last three games though. It's been bad, real bad from a passing standpoint. Sam Howell has just one passing touchdown compared to five interceptions in his last three games. But guess what? He also runs the ball and that rushing success, which we love at the quarterback position, uh, has kept him inside the top 12 in a few of those games. And we think that the Rams are going to go crazy on them. So Sam Howell, the pass attempts should be there. He just needs to play better. Hopefully he got a chance over the bye to kind of take a breather and get ready to go here again. So I, I don't have a lot of notes here because it's just kind of the same formula for Sam Howell the entire season. The pass attempts are going to be there. Is he going to be throwing interceptions or converting his long touchdowns? We shall see, but on the average, he's been this upside quarterback two range, uh, and we don't have to worry about weather or a bunch of injuries for right. the commanders in this one, at least. Yeah, Kyler Murray finishes the quarterback nine, Joe Flacco the quarterback 13, Lamar Jackson the quarterback one in the last three games that the Rams defense has played. Do All you right. want to add anyone to this tier? Maybe Geno Smith. Oh, Maybe. What has Geno done this year? Maybe. I mean, Geno Smith had one game against, what, the Baltimore Ravens, and that's it? How many times have you watched the Philadelphia Eagles defense this year? <laughs> so you want to add Gino? Okay, we'll add Gino here. Yeah, that quarterback just, fourteen. 
right. The the Eagles are 31st against fantasy quarterbacks. They're dead last in neutral pass rate. I'm hoping that he's healthy. Obviously, I'll adjust, I'll adjust the rankings depending on where he is with this groin injury. But this is a, a make-or-break spot for the Seahawks. They got to get super aggressive right now. Uh, I don't think that the Seahawks defense is very good. That's why we had the Jalen Hurts ranking where we had it. But I think this is a potential shootout spot at home. Uh, we shall see where he is on the injury reports. So I'll tinker with this one. Okay. Is Gardner Minshew your next quarterback here? He is. Okay. Gardner Minshew is your quarterback 15. Things get dire here outside for one name, and I'll bring him up here in a moment. But Gardner okay. Minshew, this is against the Philadelphia, uh, excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers, nearly hitting that 23 point mark projected total for this team, 22 and a quarter. Um, however, when we've gotten some fun moments from the Colts this year, it has been pretty brutal since their week 11 by the Colts have converted a league low 22.2% of their third down since that week 11. by. I think part of that, the right tackle, Braden Smith, he missed last week. He still isn't practicing. So maybe that's going into it. And I obviously don't love that when you're dealing with the Steelers pass rush. Shane Sykin just so aggressive right now. The Colts are number one in neutral pass rate. They play with pace. They love the RPO game. They're doing the fourth down conversions and stuff. So even when Gardner Minshew isn't playing all that well, he still is in the quarterback to mix more times than not. So uh, Steelers secondary has been better recently, but still not that good. I am just worried about Gardner Minshew, who tends to linger in the pocket a little bit longer than you otherwise would want to against the Steelers. So I am with you that. I think if you're starting these guys, things aren't going well for you. Yeah. His lone top 10 scoring week was when he had two rushing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way of putting it. And another great note from Reeves, the Colts games this year have hit the over the most of anyone in the league. The Steelers games this year have hit the lower, (laughs) the the under (laughs) the most. So something has to give here between these two teams. Maybe the the Colts, cover the spread and the Steelers go, go lower and the Colts go higher still. Okay. Trevor Lawrence is your quarterback 16 on the week. Um, we saw this past week that he returned from a high ankle sprain. I think he had like one rushing yard. Yeah. Um, that's pretty important to a guy who was getting some rushing touchdowns earlier in the year, scrambling at points. And when you are facing the Baltimore Ravens defense, I have a couple more notes, but I want to let you get yours in too. No Christian Kirk, no Cam Robinson. That's uh, offensive tackle. I'm waiting on Ezra Cleveland and Walker Little. They've been, both been limited. That would be a, like a big upgrade to Jacksonville's offensive line, which has been pretty inconsistent. Obviously, the Ravens create a ton of pressure. They're second in sack rate. They're the second best defense against fantasy quarterbacks. On top of that, I hope that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a little bit healthier. It seems like he will be after being a full participant. At least the Ravens are not going to have Kyle Hamilton, who's kind of like a slot safety, I think a a, a run and chase type of guy, which has been pretty important in this offense because they do target the middle of the field and underneath a little bit more um, with Evan Ingram, those type of guys with Trevor Lawrence dealing with that ankle injury. So I think this is a fine spot for Trevor Lawrence, but I do believe he should be down in this tier. I feel like we just got... The Rams facing the Browns and then the Ravens defense back-to-back weeks. And now we get Trevor Lawrence getting it Mm -hmm. from the Browns to the Ravens defense in back-to-back weeks. I think Matthew Stafford fared much better than Trevor Lawrence did. What if he's better still at football? No, I mean, I I think I I love Trevor. Um, This gives me shivers on my spine, though. Trevor Lawrence has been obviously one of the worst quarterbacks statistically against pressure this season. Um, He has completed... 44.6% 44.6% of his passes, which is 26th in the league, five touchdowns, six interceptions. 
And we know the Ravens create a lot of pressure, especially maybe against some backup offensive linemen. Tough. Tough. Okay. Kyler Murray is your quarterback 17. Talk to me about it because it's against the San Francisco 49ers. They are 13 and a half point <laughs> underdogs here. Uh, I'm just going to try to find a little section of your brain and say you're thinking that Kyler Murray is going to have some rushing points this week. Hopefully he does. Obviously, he's returning from injury, and they got this guy named Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, among others. So it's not going to be pretty. Marquise Brown is at least practicing coming off the bye. Hopefully, Kyler Murray, he's dealing with a little bit of a thumb injury on the injury report. Hopefully, that's not going to be bothering him in this one. But team totals at 17. Obviously, he's going to add a little bit more flair than other quarterbacks uh, projected to lose by two touchdowns. But that's a pretty low team total. I would say so. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I wish I could be more optimistic here. I am with Trey, Trey McBride. Okay. Dare I say that Joe Flacco is too low in your rankings. I mean, this man, what he has done, he's been the quarterback 13, the quarterback 10 over the last two weeks. He gets I hate to break to you. That's Jake, that's, that's Jake oh. Browning, not Joe Flacco. <laughs> Wrong Wait, White Joe dude. Flacco's not even until like quarterback 20? Yeah, let, let's talk about it. Tell okay. Me. We'll throw, we'll throw out Joe Flacco first, and then we'll bring okay. other guys ahead of him. How about okay. that? Okay. I mean, Joe Flacco, what is your, what, what's your problem? What, you, you don't like the old men and their willingness to throw down deep, and it's against Chicago Bears defense, which, yes, has kind of turned it around, a la the Denver Broncos. Um, I understand he's completing like in the 50th percentile, 55 percentile of his passes, but he's also throwing the ball 44 and 45 times. Yeah, they are number three in neutral pass rate. I do like that. He's also dealing with... No Jack Conklin, Jedrick Wills, Dewan Jones. That's, that, that's three offensive tackles on injured reserve. Uh, their center, Ethan Posich, he did not play last week, did not practice this week with a neck stinger. We're dealing with a lot of backups here. Montez Sweat has made a difference for the Bears defense up front. The secondary looks like they're playing with a clue. So right now the team total is at 20. So I, we can move them right next to Trevor Lawrence, Gardner Minshew. I think all of that kind of range is fine, but... He's been getting away with some deep passes, and we'll see if he can do that over and over and over again. Yes, he, he is so far. I mean, the Browns are actually averaging five yards per play when Joe Flacco's at quarterback. With Deshaun Watson, they were averaging 5.1 yards per play. Right, and, and Deshaun Watson was about the quarterback 20 <laughs> in, in rankings. Well, we're getting the quarterback 13, quarterback 10, because they're throwing the ball more with him. Mm-hmm. Let's see if okay. he can keep it up. So you have Jake Browning ahead of Joe Flacco. This is against the Minnesota Vikings, an awkward defense to face. Yeah. It's one of those defenses that I think gels as the season goes along because probably Brian Flores figures out exactly the exotic blitzes that are the best approach, when to utilize them, and the players in the back end getting more comfortable with that as well. Um, I have some Jake Browning stats for you, uh, but no quarterback has finished inside the top 10 against the Minnesota Vikings since week three of the season. That includes Justin Fields twice, Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes. Pretty incredible stuff. And I would guess that Brian Flores in particular takes advantage of the inexperienced quarterbacks. There's just so much to sort through. Jake Browning, it's the screen game has been phenomenal since he's been in there. I think that will obviously regress. Maybe there's a couple of turnovers. He is on the injury report with a a right forearm injury. He had a, a thumb cramp is what they were saying. Hopefully it's nothing more serious than that. Jamar Chase He's been DNP limited. I think both of the guys will play, but they're at least still on the injury report. So, yeah, I'm not very optimistic with Jake Browning. I know that he's been really good for fantasy uh, since being in there, but I think this is a, a, probably a spot 
to come back to earth. He is a backup quarterback after all. He has delivered back-to-back top five scoring weeks. I know. Jaguars, Colts defense. Um, But as you said, like behind or at the line of scrimmage, he leads the league in passes, hitting that air of the field over the last two weeks. Yep. And just 10% of his passes have been 15 or further yards on the field. Only Aiden O'Connell has a higher percentage or has a lower percentage, I should say. (laughs) What can go wrong? (laughs) Everyone has a higher percentage. Okay. You also have Baker Mayfield ahead of Joe Flacco. Um, this is against the Bucks. Excuse me, the Packers defense. It's on the road. It's interesting. As much as we have loved Mike Evans this year, as much as we've loved Rashad White in the receiving game this season, Baker Mayfield just two games inside of the top ten with his highest scoring week being quarterback eight overall. I'll, I'll give it to you here. Let's let's move Flacco ahead ahead of Baker here just before going live. I saw that Chris Godwin was a DNP once again, at least with the Packers. Darnell Sav- Savage, a safety, he also hasn't been practicing. Team totals mediocre at 19 points. And then, obviously, teams facing the Packers decide to run the ball at the highest rate in neutral situations. So not the greatest matchup for Baker Mayfield. He's just been kind of holding on to the kind of quarterback two range for the entire year. Okay, we'll close out with like the likes of Derek Carr, Will Levis and Desmond Ritter. Anything you want to say about those three? Well, there's a lot of injuries here too. Chris Olave hasn't practiced yet um, for Derek Carr. Obviously, that'd be humongous news. Will Levis is facing the Texans. The Texans have Will Anderson injured now. Blake Cashman, that's a linebacker, uh, another starting corner. Uh, They have all not practiced right now. So hopefully Will Levis, he was dealing with his own ankle injury. Hopefully all that's cleaned up because I do think that this is a spot to take advantage Uh, The Texans defense has been good this year, but probably not as good this time around. And then the Falcons, man, what a crazy week they had last time. Left tackle Jake Matthews, he left. Uh, Chris Lindstrom, one of the best interior offensive linemen in the entire league, he left last week. Caleb McGarry, their right tackle, he didn't even play last week. And then Drew Dahlman, a center, he missed week 14 as well. They're not practicing much right now. So Desmond Ritter could be looking at like two, three, four uh, backup players on the offensive line. Hopefully we get all that sorted out, but this would hopefully be a chance for Desmond Ritter to kind of pop off against the Panthers. But that's a lot of dudes up front. And Desmond Ritter has been pretty scattered uh, throughout his NFL career. And that was his first top 12 scoring week since week six that he put up mm-hmm. last year or last week. I should say it would not shock me if we look back on this and Will Levis is like the quarterback 13. Yeah. I, I hope he gets full practices and that ankle injury is a little worrisome to me. Um, like you talked about, Texans defense just gave up 301 passing yards to Zach Wilson. Houston has now allowed seven top 12 scoring weeks over the last nine games. Mm-hmm. Over the last nine games. Okay, that does it for quarterbacks. No, one more, one more. Allow oh. me. It's Tommy DeVito. We put him as the thumbnail. People are going to want the Tommy DeVito. Why don't we even have a picture of him? Okay, we, we all know what he looks like. Maybe get a picture of his agent up there. You know right who I'll put in his, his absence? Colt McCoy. Perfect. That works with me. The Saints right now, Marcus May, Marshall Lattimore, Malcolm Roach, and another edge rusher are all not out there. Andrew Thomas is back. Uh, it sounds like your guy Darren Waller might come off of injured reserve for Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito, dare I say he's sneaky athletic out there. So he would be my last super flex guy. But uh, what a story. I'm rooting for him. I mean, talk about regression hitting someone. What about the rushing? <laughs> Hayden, he has a 7.1 touchdown rate. The average is 4.1 mm-hmm. across the league. Let him cook. 
Don't be a hater. Okay. Now, let's move on to the tight end position. Um, it's had some bright moments this season. Let's hopefully it continues the rest of the way. In the news, at the top of your list is Travis Kelsey at the New England Patriots. Talk to me. The last two seasons, the Chiefs averaged 29 and 28 points. Right now, they're at 22. So you're topping off a full touchdown, and we felt that with Travis Kelsey. I haven't seen the splash plays after the catch from him. That said, he's one of two guys with a pulse. We'll see if Bill Belichick can kind of scheme uh, Travis Kelsey out of the picture. He tends to try to do that. That would make sense if he tried to. Probably a little bit more difficult to do that against a tight end than a, a wide receiver one. Pick him lobby, 63 and a half receiving yards. That's by far the most at tight end. So what are we doing? Okay. George Kittle is actually your tight end two on the week. This is at the Arizona Cardinals. Um, we talk about it at times that not all four pieces of the 49ers can hit. Uh, if one does, and if it does happen in a game, it should be when they are projected for, I don't know, 31 points in the game. I was very close to getting bold and putting George Kittle ahead of Travis Kelsey just because the team totals are so different here. I don't trust the Cardinals defense sorting things out. Very inexperienced everywhere on that defense. And obviously George Kittle can go absolutely nuts at any point. So it's we're, we're playing that game of who's getting the touchdowns, but it's a fun game to play because Trey McBride, for example, that team doesn't have many touchdowns up for grabs. On the opposite end, Trey McBride across from him uh, plays the game in a same berserker fashion. Yeah. Uh, you did not have a huge ranking for – Kyler Murray, but Trey McBride is the focal point of this offense just about now. It's a little bit easier to get the ball to Trey McBride. I hope that's what Kyler Murray has been preaching since coming off injured reserve. They're trying to get Trey McBride to be the number one in this offense. He's outpaced Marquise Brown through that that heel injury uh, over the last month. He's the tight end two on tight end three usage. So I know that the 49ers are very daunting. They're the fourth best team against fantasy tight ends, but please Negative game script, Trey McBride checkdowns, and let's see if this guy can boogie. Okay, we'll close up the top six. Sam Laporta against the Denver Broncos, Jake Ferguson at the Buffalo Bills, and Evan Ingram versus the Baltimore Ravens. I think you can make a case that Sam Laporta could go up to the tight end too, just because the injuries I talked about with the Broncos at linebacker and safety, they're already the second worst fantasy defense against the position. Uh, in fact, since week 10, They've allowed six different tight ends to reach 40 receiving yards, which seems almost impossible. Get back at home. Sam Laporta could cook a little bit. And then Jake Ferguson. I mean, what a player like this guy's making splash plays all the time. I know that the bills like look like like statistically that they've been a good fantasy defense. They haven't played anybody. Travis Kelsey had 83 yards on them. Darren Waller and Evan Ingram, like way back in week three and four had fine enough games. They have not been tested by a legit player like Jake Ferguson in a long time. Uh, so I like Jake Ferguson. And then Evan Ingram, you nailed it last week with Trevor Lawrence dealing with the injury with Christian Kirk out of the lineup. One of the easy buttons in the offense is Evan Ingram. So that's where I have him. I've had on a dynasty team, George Kittle and Jake Ferguson uh, with only one tight end spot, obviously, to start each week, not tight end premium. And it's kind of been a battle deciding mm -hmm. which one on a weekly basis because I definitely want to, don't want to miss out on that, you know, George Kittle twenty plus game. But then what Jake Ferguson brings each week is a, is a lot of fun. Too. Pretty good. Okay, next here, David and Joku, Don Kincaid, who I think is banged up but kind of returned to practice in a limited fashion. Yep. 
TJ Hawkinson, which the chat might bark at you about. He's facing against the Cincinnati Bengals uh, with Nick Mullins as his quarterback and other wide receivers that are very good on the team. Taysom Hill, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then two more. Isaiah Likely and Dallas Goddard. David Njoku this month, the tight end six on tight end two usage. We've talked about on stats versus film. It's the check and releases. It's the screens. We've seen the leak routes. I think that he's like their schemed up player in this offense with Joe Flacco cooking. So I like David Njoku's athleticism on top of that. The Bears have also allowed the six most receptions to the position. Uh, Dalton Kincaid waiting on the final injury report with him. And then, yeah, TJ Hawkinson. It's just they're projected for 18 points. Minnesota is. And they have Justin Jefferson back. They have Jordan Addison out there. I'm not sure how much we trust Nick Mullins coming off of a fairly significant injury. And TJ Hawkinson splits with and without Justin Jefferson are obviously very stark. So if this team's only projected to score 18 points and you're Nick Mullins, are you throwing the ball to Hawkinson or Justin Jefferson? I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. Okay. We'll close out with the likes of Kyle Pitts, who scored a touchdown last week. Gerald Everett, Cole Komet, Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby, and hopefully Dalton Schultz plays, but it is attached to Davis Mills and not C.J. Stroud. That's true. I also had Darren Waller kind of in this oh, yeah. range as well. Um, he could be back from injured reserve, maybe a little bit too early to tell. But yeah, this is, I think this is like either bad teams or just touchdown or bust guys. I think you want one of the top I would say up to Isaiah Likely, you feel good about those guys. And then this is a pretty hit and miss tier. Logan Thomas is like garbage time. Maybe Tyler Higby's ready to go after his own injury. Dalton Schultz, Darren Wall. It's a bunch of injured guys. And then Cole Komet talking about all the uh, the Browns defensive stats that's being applied to him. I guess Gerald Everett is the one I'm kind of sticking my neck out for. Not a great spot, but no Keenan Allen. And Donald Parham's been on the injury report. Like, if somebody's catching passes, it's going to be Gerald Everett. Maybe Josh Palmer's fully ready to go, but maybe he gets a couple checkdowns. Okay. Hayden, you know what time it is. For the 588 people watching us live at the moment, they get the first look at this week's Sickos chart. And, oh, my goodness gracious, the New Orleans Saints look feisty. What can go wrong here against Tommy Cutlets? Uh, Yeah, after what you just said. About Tommy DeVito, now you throw up the sickos chart. Which side are you on? Man versus machine here. Well, I think that Tommy Cutlets could take a couple sacks and then still maybe get home a little bit. I'm this playing is true. the middle. We have I don't want to throw interceptions and take sacks and right. still have three touchdowns on the day. Right. The Dolphins against Zach Wilson potentially in the wind. I definitely think that that's a great streaming uh, matchup. You ha- obviously have the Chiefs against Bailey Zappi. The Browns are always good. The Falcons project well, but they're also very injured. Maybe Bryce Young can get a little hot, but uh, we shall see there. 49ers always good. Titans dealing with, with some injuries, but I think the Chiefs, Dolphins, Saints, hopefully these one of these type of teams were hanging out on the waiver wire. And then also throw in the Raiders, just get a fired up Max Crosby against a backup quarterback, backup offensive lineman, backup wide receivers and see what could happen. To your point on the Falcons, they're actually third in the NFL, and this is from the worksheet, and allowing passes completed 10-plus yards down the field only only behind the Browns and the Ravens defense. That's pretty dang good. And obviously the Panthers have not got anything going down the field. Um, They've scored just one touchdown outside the red zone this year. Dang. 
day. Okay. That's going to do it for tiers and rankings. Up the villa, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to y'all soon. See ya. Mm-hmm.